0: Well, this is joe mcgee welcome to our podcast make sure that you subscribe and please share the podcast with your friends that is the number one way you can help us reach people with god's love and healing we love you guys hope you enjoy the podcast hey everybody it's joe and angel welcome to another mailbag monday where angel and i take time and answer questions that you have sent in and we've got a pretty good stack so let's just jump in angel
1: all right joe how can my wife and i get better at communicating Sometimes it feels like we just never find a resolution. It's almost like we're always running around in a circle.
0: Would you like to jump in on that?
1: Well, I think it's very easy in any relationship, but particularly a marriage, to, to get out of the habit of communicating and just go through the motions of life, the busyness, you're tired when you come home from work, <laughs> yeah, yeah. kids and everything. Yeah. So usually by the end of the day, that's probably the last thing mm-hmm. that you want to do. Yep. And I mean, I'm guilty of it myself. So I think there's times that you just need to say, I don't care if we have to pencil this in on our calendar. If we could just take a walk down the street and talk, or we just sit on the back porch, you know, just yes. that I've got to have some time to share my thoughts with you. Yeah. Particularly for a woman, if she bottles it up, it will implode at some point.
0: It's going to implode and explode. Uh You got to, you got to remember a marriage is two opposite people growing up together? People all the time they come to us and say, "Joe, I found I'm in love. I found somebody just like me." I said, "No, you haven't. You found your exact opposite. Opposites attract." It was Adam and Eve, opposites, total opposites. God looked at him and said, "You need help." He didn't make another Adam. He made a Eve. And so, uh, when you go through life, I, I used to tell people, "You know, I was made first time, uh, my first wife for forty five years." We hardly agreed on anything. And I joke, an Ange angel could angels and I love one another, but we don't necessarily agree on a whole lot of stuff. Uh, a marriage is a covenant. You can't have a covenant unless you're willing to die. What are you doing? I'm gonna spend the rest of my life making this person happy, meeting their needs, make sure they got everything they have, they want. Not, that's what I'm doing. That's what love is. Love's is about giving your life away. But God so loved the world he gave something. It cost God everything to love us. So when you get married, people get married for the wrong reason. Well, they don't make me happy. They're not supposed to make you happy. They're not your happiness guru. You get married to serve one another. Great love has no man than he that lays down his life for his friend. And marriage is supposed to be best friends. And so uh, we get married for the wrong reason. That's why we get disappointed because you're expecting something. that's never going to happen. Well, we just don't seem to get along. Probably not. You probably disagree on everything you talk about. <laughs> There's a bumper sticker in Texas somewhere. I saw years ago down in Dallas. It says when two people are just alike. One of them is not needed, and it's just the truth. A gift from God is to be somebody that's good at things you're not good at, and knows things you don't know, can do things you can't do. Two are better than one. And so don't get caught up in the lie of the devil like, well, we just don't get along. No, you're perfect for one another. Opposites attract. I've told couples sitting in my office before, and all they do with Christians. You know, I thought after 32 years of marriage, well, we just never get agree. I said, you're perfect for one another. You're yeah, absolutely perfectly. Opposites attract. And so help one another and see things the other doesn't see. So
1: Yeah, I mean I, I totally agree. I was I was just sitting here thinking in my first marriage, I was very young, uh, and I thought that he was gonna bring me joy. <laughs> yeah, well that's what we all thought. And happiness. And <laughs> my spouse put a tremendous amount of pressure on him yeah. to, to be the answer to all my problems. And I when I finally realized no man
0: can do that Nope. only, only god. god only god
1: yeah so um i think sometimes our expectations of another human being are unrealistic yes because they are just human
0: beings yes. and they're flawed and because usually when somebody says we're not good at communicating they're just meaning we don't agree you're never going to agree you're going to see things from the opposite viewpoint as a gift it's just like when you say, well, when you, we never agree. So well, what do you see I don't see? What do I see you don't see? You talk together and you work it out. You see things they don't see. They see things you don't think. That's what communicating is. Hey, what do you see I don't see? Not I need you to agree with me. And we're not happy if we can't agree. The green's really not the point, you know. It's just sharing what you see. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, in, in a marriage, there's so many things like discipline yes. for your children. Yes. And I remember... Uh, you know, I didn't have children until I was almost 30. So I was a little bit older and a lot more relaxed. And uh, so, but I remember um, one time, my husband at the time, I don't even remember what was said, but we were we were swimming in a pool. And uh, uh, my son said something, and it sounded more sarcastic than he meant it to be. He didn't really know what he was saying. And he was like, loser, or something like that. Well, my Husband just leaps out of that pool hot. He was so mad. I had to say, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I had to back it down. And I was like, you know, you, you got to look at the intent of the heart there on that one. You, you, you're you overreacting to something like that. So even um, stuff like that, discipline or communication or where you're going in life, your vision, uh, your budget, all those things can be potential. Hot and, they,
0: and they're just they're going to pop up the rest of your life. You're never going to see it coming. It's just going to happen. It's like somebody pulled a pin on a bomb. Boom. What happened? Well, you hit a thing you've never dwelt, dealt with before and you don't see it eye to eye. So you got to start talking, not yelling, not screaming, not cussing. Like, hey, what, what is it? Is that, there's something we, I don't see here. You can ask questions. That's the best thing to do. She just asks questions all the time.
1: Yes. All right, Joe, my boyfriend has been verbally abusive to me. Uh oh but I still feel like I love him and want to show him the love of God. Do you have any advice on how to point out this out or am I crazy?
0: Uh, you're not crazy, but you probably ought to end this deal. If he's verbally abusive now, he's not going to get any better when you get married. I've seen it happen time and time over years and years and years. They're not going to get any better once they get married. He can be abusive now. He can be twice abusive when he says I do. It's like, why? Why would you put up with that? Why would you want to be with anybody that's verbally abusive? Marriage is supposed to be two people agreeing on something, loving one another, helping one another, not being abusive to one another. There's no book in the world that says that's good. So
1: The challenge when someone is abusive or manipulating or trying to control is that they they will make you feel as if you deserve it Yes. over time and they'll eat away at your self-esteem. I know somebody right now that has been in a a long-term, verbally abusive, controlling, and manipulative relationship. And this woman who's always, when we were young, had a very good self-esteem, was very confident, and now she's a... She's a somewhat of a shell of that. Now, she's trying to get back to that spot, but it's very hard when that's gone on for years and years now. As much as you don't like it when he's doing that to you, can you just fast forward and think, well, what is he going to do to our children? Yes. If you fast forward and have children and everything. So um, maybe your father or someone else in your life taught, treated you like that, and you think you, in some
0: weird way you might deserve it, but you don't. Well, the thing to remember, this isn't normal. People that love one another... Don't do this. I mean, people that love one, they don't do this. You know, what he says, he loves you. Talking verbally abusive, that's not love. Man, Jesus would hate to hammer on that. Like, this is a a car going somewhere that you want to get on. It just doesn't.
1: Well, and the Bible talks more about your tongue and your words than it does even about Jesus. Yes. And so, let me tell you, those words are powerful. Yeah, they can bring life or they can
0: bring death. I mean, I mean, somebody's always abusive verbally. How do you go to sleep with them? How do you not be fearful when you wake up in the morning or when you walk in a room or you come home from work? They're going to be friendly. They're going to be ugly. They're going to be mad. They're going to be angry. That's not marriage. That's just insane.
1: And the and the thing is, is when people like that. Say, well, I'm not going to do it again. They're always going to do it again, yeah, they and they're going to push the envelope and do more. Yes, they are. So I would run as fast as I could. Yep. Because God has something better for you.
0: Yes, He does. Much a better. a lot better. And you just hey, Ed, to- listen. God loves God loves this person, but you don't want to marry
1: him. No, no.
0: Pray for them, but don't hang with them.
1: No, he needs he needs. Needs help. help. He's not in a position to be having a relationship nope. right now. All right, Joe, how can I ask for a raise at my job without seeming entitled? I don't want to ask for this, but inflation is causing me a serious financial burden.
0: Well, uh, well, this is going to be sort of a long answer. Uh, I worked secular jobs for a long time and uh, I've been to the point where I needed a raise. They promised a raise. I wanted to see my boss. I said, you promised me a raise. I need a raise. And I remember one boss asking to get my billfold out. He said, well, pull your billfold out. I thought my parents gave him to put some money in And he wanted to lay hands on it and pray over it. And I lunged across the desk at him. I said, yeah, I lunch basically across the desk at my boss. I I don't want you to lay hands on it. I want you to put some money in it. And so uh, that was wrong. And he should have fired me right then. Uh, he should have, and uh, but he didn't. And uh, it worked out good. He was a very good boss. He tolerated me being stupid several times. But when you hire in someplace, uh, they're not Santa Claus. Uh, everybody looks, when I hire somebody, what do you got? I have this job. Uh plumber, electrician, millwright, l- lawyer, doctor. There's a set price for that thing they're doing. What's your doctor? See a doctor. He's going to charge that. He's going to charge that to everybody that comes in. Well, I, I, I need you to not charge me as much. They're not going to change. And uh, you know, jobs, well, hey, I need you to pay more money. Well, they agreed. You agreed when you took the job to work for that amount of money. And there's no, i am never taking the job as well. We'll promise to pay you more. Uh, six months more than in a year. more. Now I had one, the one job that did that, but they didn't because they couldn't because financially they weren't doing well. And everybody, the company knew they weren't doing well. So we're just trying to hang on to our job. Hopefully business will get better, but you can't demand money when there's no money to give. And I just tell people, uh, lost, uh, I left three different jobs going to a better job. And every time I left, they threw me a party and, uh, Hated to see me go. I used to tell people, "Be worth more money than they're paying you." Now this is going to sound horrible, but be worth more money than they're paying you, and you don't have to threaten. But I'm always, I have always been looking for a different job. look. Really? Well, if I can find something better, I'm going. I'm not. I grew up in a blue collar world where my father, and my father, worked for the same company for 30 years. Nobody thought about going somewhere else. Well the blue collar world died. It's a it's an information age now. And people change jobs a lot. Uh, the average American, somebody did a study will change vocations, not jobs. The average American will change vocations five times in their lifetime. You'll have to find a whole different way of learning earning a living. And so you just gotta add and understand when you go when you go in somewhere, they agree to this, you agree to that. You can't make it a whole lot you can't make a whole lot of demands. You request, hey, is there any chance of getting a raise? You can just ask, is there any chance? No. Oh, thank you. I appreciate you letting me know that. Is there any chance of getting a raise? Well, if you're willing to do this, willing to do this. So uh, one company, I moved up the food chain fairly quick in four years. Why? I kept asking. Yeah, if you can learn how to do this, if you take this course. And I spent several years in night school because I'm dropping babies like rainwater. I need to make more money. Well, I've got to be worth more money. And so you got to make yourself worth more.
1: I was working when I first divorced. I had to start a new career because I'd been in ministry my whole life, and uh, so I became a claims adjuster. And I went to work for a major company, um, and they just paid terrible. <laughs> but but now they did. What they did was train me, got me licensed, you know, and everything. You're being equipped. But I just hated it. it. Was terrible. The atmosphere was just. It was just a, not a, not a great place to work. And so then I finally said. I'm going to go to this other company and now I'm going to have to drive a little bit further. I have to drive 45 minutes one way, but you know, I'm going to get a $15,000 raise. So I, I have 45 minutes. I don't mind at all. And it was a much better job. And then after that I did a third company and these were all major insurance yeah, companies.
0: huge companies.
1: And uh, with each one, there was a step up. But if that company, after you have been there for a long time, if they're not rewarding your hard work, you might want to look somewhere else.
0: Yeah, I'll always be looking.
1: Because somebody might appreciate you more.
0: Yeah. It's a different world we live in. It is a totally so. different world. Hope that answers it.
1: Well, we sure love you guys. We hope you have a great week. And send in your questions. Yes. We love hearing from you.
0: God bless, guys. Have a great one. Be sure to join us Monday, Wednesday, and Friday to hear more of what God can do in your life. He's got a great future for you and your family. We're here to help you get there. Please make sure you visit Joe McGee Ministries on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. There you find all of our Friday funny videos and other encouraging resources for you and your family. While you're at it, be sure to visit JoeMcGee.com. We have all sorts of materials, books, DVDs, you name it, all there to help you, your marriage, and your family succeed.